Greetings. Greetings to everyone in the sanctuary and everyone watching us as you worship at home. Oh, we're so glad you're here. This is a special day. It is a special Sunday. It is Pentecost. Pentecost Sunday. And it's an important celebration in the Christian church. You see, we're all wearing red that represents Pentecost. Uh, you see the emblems of the fire that fell on the tongues on the, over the heads of everybody. We have everything but the wind blowing, hallelujah to God. And you see the dove that is common as a symbol of the Holy Spirit in the word of God. So join us on this very special Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, as we go into praise and worship with our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her gifted husband, Brother Darnell Carr. We ask them now to lead us higher in the spiritual atmosphere of worship. Praise the Lord, everybody. If you're able, come on and stand to your feet while we give God some praise. I don't know about you, but I want to be like David. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I'm going to dance like David danced. Come on, let's bless the Lord this morning. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, dance, dance like David danced. I will dance, dance, dance like David danced. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will sing like David sang. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will sing like David sing. I will sing, oh, sing, sing like David sing. I will sing for Jesus sing, sing like David sang. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will pray like David prayed. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will praise like David prays. I will pray. I will praise. Come on, praise like David prays. I will pray. David praise. Come on and dance before the Lord. I will dance. I will dance. I will dance like David dance. Come on and dance. I will dance. I will dance. I will dance like David dance. Lift your voice and sing. I will sing. I will sing. I will sing like David sang. I will sing, I will sing, I will sing like David sang. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, oh, dance. Dance like David danced. I will dance. I will dance. I will dance like David danced. Come on and give the Lord some praise this morning. What a mighty, mighty, mighty God we serve. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your house and worship you. We take it not lightly that you woke us up this morning and started us on our way with the activity of our limbs and in our right minds, Father. 
And we just thank you for keeping us through this week with your protection, Father. And we just thank you that your presence is here with us today. Bless our pastor as she brings forth a word from you, Father. And let our hearts receive that word and let us not leave the same way we came in on today. In Jesus' name. Bless you, Lord. Good Lord. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. I can't praise you enough. Even if I tried, cause you've been so good. Come on and think of the goodness of Jesus. You've been so good. Lord, you've been so good to me. lift your hands before the Lord. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are. You've been better than good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. I owe you my life. I can't praise you enough. Even if I tried, cause you've been so good. Think of his goodness. You've been, hallelujah, so good. We love you, Lord. You've been so good to me. you're good lord you are good you've been so good been so good lord you're good lord you are good you've been better than good i can't praise you enough i owe you my life i can't praise you enough even if i tried cause you've been think how he made a way so good when that door was closed you've been lord you opened the door so good when my body was sick lord you've been so good so good to me so many doors he's open hallelujah we bless you lord we bless you so many doors you've opened, so many ways you've made, so many times you've healed me, yeah, you've been better than good to me, so many doors, so many ways, oh, the doors you healed me, hey, you've been better than good to me, better than, so many, so many doors you've opened, so many ways you've made, so many times you've killed me. Bless your Lord. You've been better than You've been so good. You've been so good. Think about just this morning, how he woke you up and clothed you in your right mind. Think about how you're able to lift your hand this morning. How you're able to support your own body on your feet. I don't know about you, but I know that he's been so good. Lord, you've been, oh, you've been so good. Hey, you've been so good to me. God a good praise this morning. We bless you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. We love you, Lord. You've been better than good to us. Bless you, Lord. All right, you've been so 
good. So good. You've been so good. We praise your name. God is good. And all the time. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God is good. Come with us now to the New Testament book of Acts, chapter 2. This scripture is very familiar. There are familiar scriptures for the celebrations within the Christian church. There are scriptures for Christmas and Easter and Pentecost. Three of the greatest celebrations in the Christian church. And so we invite you now to hear this familiar scripture one more time and pray that you hear to, to hear it next year. Oh, God, praise, praise your name, Lord, praise your name. Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. And all of them, every one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. The word of God for the people of God. Won't you pray with and for me now? Lord, as I, I come this day, I pray for the Spirit of God to fill me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I pray, God, that you would activate the spirit that lives within me, the Holy, the Holy Spirit. And by that Holy Spirit, allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you, you are my strength and you are my redeemer. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me today. In Jesus' name I pray. Let the church say amen. Smile under the mask. Smile at home and say the miracle of Pentecost. The miracle of Pentecost. Beloved, there are three important events that take place in the Bible concerning the life of a Christian. And the first, of course, is the birth of Jesus. The second, the death of Jesus for our sins and his resurrection in three days in the grave. But many people, many people today either don't recognize or don't want to recognize <laughs> this day called Pentecost. We we understand that we can follow God the Father because we've been familiar with fathers. It's easy to follow Jesus. He was human like us. But we cannot neglect this day when the power of the Holy Spirit came into a group of people, about 120, and baptized 
them with the Holy Ghost. And so our third event, our gift, is the coming of the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, we would be useless as Christians. What makes us peculiar to the world? What makes us different? It is the Spirit of God that lives within us. Oh, our denomination, Methodist Church, recognizes this. The symbol for our church is the cross and what the flame, a symbol of Pentecost. And you can't have one without the other. Yes, as important as the Holy Spirit is, he's one of the most understood persons of the Trinity. Often we don't even associate the Holy Spirit as being a person like we do the Father and the Son. Believe it and stop it. Beloved, many who call themselves Christians, the work, the person, and the ministry of the Holy Spirit is a mystery to even those of us. He, he has been referred to as it. And while the other two members of the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, are much easier to understand, we give them more attention, we have a little problem with relating to the Holy Spirit who is also God. You know, it's easy to understand these concepts, as I was saying. It, it, but, but, but the Holy Spirit is, is the third person of the Trinity, and because we have been ignoring the Holy Spirit so much in the church and in the world, things are happening to draw our attention back to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a miracle work, God. The Holy Spirit can do things that we could never imagine. And we find ourselves at this point in our scripture, just looking back, just looking back, Jesus had, had gone to the cross and, and Jesus had been crucified. And the people who supported Jesus and had been with him were locked in a room the same room we're talking about, because they were afraid to go out, fearing that they too would be crucified because they were associates of Jesus Christ. But that's why we need to know about the Holy Spirit, the third person. You know, you know for a long time, I, I even envisioned the Holy Spirit, a Holy Ghost, as the Bible calls him too, as we call him, and some mystical thing that I knew little about or thought that only existed after Jesus ascended in, into heaven because Jesus told his disciples, he said, I'm getting ready to go back to heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father, and I'm not going to leave you here as an orphan. I'm going to leave you here with the power of the Holy Spirit. And listen to this, the Holy Spirit has always been present, always. I just, I just get sad when I realize how much we have ignored the Holy Spirit. From the beginning of time, he existed. Both the Hebrew word for spirit and the Greek word both mean breath, breath. When we read Genesis 1 through 2, and the Spirit of God was moving over the waters, Genesis 2 and 6, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And hundreds of other passages concerning the breath and the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God and the breath of God are one in the same The Holy Spirit was a part of creation. Adam became living being because of the Holy Spirit. He had been around, he's been around forever, but until Jesus came and died for us, he didn't dwell within people. Catch this now, catch this. In the Old Testament, he was there all the time. 
but he didn't dwell within people. And so we read through the Testament, the Old Testament, about persons who were suddenly filled with the Spirit. In 1 Kings 18.46, we read about Elijah. You mean Elijah having the power, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and, and outrunning Ahab and his chariot. And in Judges 15.14, the Bible tells us of the Spirit of the Lord coming on Samson in power and how he killed 11, I mean 1,000 men with the jawbone of a donkey. I'm talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Empowered miraculous things to happen. Now, the difference between the Old Testament people and those who receive the Spirit today is that the Old Testament, the Spirit would come upon people for a short time, and the Holy Spirit would give them power and wisdom or strength, and then the Holy Spirit would leave. But now, somebody say, but now. Somebody say, today, we have that same power, that same strength, that same spirit available to be living in us all of the time. Glory, glory to God. Can you believe that? Jesus promised us this. And another scripture lesson in John 14, 68, Jesus said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. And that's the spirit of truth, whom the world can't receive. That's what makes us peculiar people. The world can't receive the Holy Spirit because it doesn't behold him or know him. But you, you Christians, you know him. You know him because he lives and abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, he said. I will come to you. Now, notice Jesus' words here. He says, the helper will be with you forever, that he abides in us and will be in us. This means that the spirit lives within us and is here to stay. Oh, glory to God, to stay. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us our power to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. These men and women were shut up in the upper room or in a house, so afraid to go out and talk about Jesus for fear that somebody would do the same thing to them, did not remember that God does not give us a spirit of fear but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And that's what the Holy Spirit activates in us when we receive him into our very being. Oh, beloved, just remember what happened to the disciples before and after they received the Holy Spirit. I was just talking about it. These men had been with Jesus for three years, living with him, eating, sleeping, talking teaching every hour of every day, yet, yet, when Jesus was crucified, where do we find them? Hmm? They were hiding behind closed doors <laughs> in fear. People going, I'm scared. Because I'm so scared. And even after Jesus rose and appeared to them and hundred others, you didn't see them running around the streets. You didn't see them proclaiming the gospel. They remained in fear of the Jewish leaders. They were so afraid. These were not well-educated men they didn't, and women. They didn't hold on high offices or places in the synagogue. They were just poor, common, ordinary men. They often argued with each other. They were easily offended. They were impulsive and some prejudiced. They were not the kind of men someone would call to turn the world upside down. Oh, but, but when, Lord have mercy, but when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were filled with a power 
like never before. They were filled with a power like never before. Suddenly, Pastor Peter is standing before thousands of people. See, after they received the Holy Spirit, they got the boldness and went out. And then uh, uh, Pastor Peter, who was called to preach, hadn't preached really before. But then he started preaching and 3,000 people. They went from 120 to 3,000 people came. People are standing before thousands of people preaching. And then they start speaking in other tongues. They are taken before the courts and threatened with their lives, yet they would keep on preaching the good news of Jesus Christ because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit takes away the spirit of fear. And the Holy Spirit gives us what we call holy boldness. Don't you want some holy boldness? So they begin to heal the sick. Listen, listen. They begin to heal the sick and the lame. And the only thing different was the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They had spent three years with Jesus. They had witnessed his death and resurrection. But it took the power of the Holy Spirit to transform them into the great men and women that we know them to be today. Oh, child of God, child of God, don't you know that we too have that same power? We have that power. We have the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. The Bible says we received the Holy Spirit at our baptism. Now, if anybody's watching or anybody in here who's not been baptized, Find a church <laughs> that will baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see that same power that the first disciples had? We have to remember we have it too. Now the problem is this. Too many people who are members of the church, they don't want the Holy Spirit. Uh-oh, I said it. Yes, I said it. They don't want the Holy Spirit. They're they too cute. They think the Holy Spirit may make them cry and mess up their makeup. You know what I'm talking about. They're too educated. They think what they can't explain and understand is not real. They wear them fine clothes. But they scared the Holy Spirit may make them kick off them shoes and run around the church. They scared that somebody might laugh at them and think they are a fanatic. Oh, but when you got the Holy Ghost, I'm going to tell you something. Oh, that's what's wrong with our churches today. The founder of Methodism, John Wesley, started the Methodist church under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. What happened? What happened? This is the time of the Holy Spirit, we must remember from where we come. We must remember who we are. The Pentecostal church that is growing faster than any other in the world today because this is a Pentecost time. Holy Ghost say, y'all can ignore me all you want to, but you can't stop me. This is a Pentecost time. Holy Ghost say, this is my time. And if you are not in touch with me, oh, you're not up to date on what's going on in the world. You better receive the power of the Holy Ghost again, because if you don't, I'll shut the doors. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'll use a pandemic. You better see me working. Oh, the weather, oh, oh. When these followers of Jesus were in that house that day, and Jesus said, I'm going away to sit at the right hand of God the Father, and while I'm up there, I'm going to intercede for you. 
See, I need to be up there with him, asking him not to be so hard on you because I've been with you. Just give you, another, just give you another chance. You need me up there praying to my father on your behalf. He said, I'm going away, but oh, somebody else is coming. Oh, yeah. Can't leave him out. Can't leave the Holy Spirit out. Because if he does anything to you, it ought to be something you should have been doing all the time. Oh, glory to God. You can't get embarrassed about moving with the power of the Holy Ghost. Listen, I, you, I grew up in a church where if anybody said anything, the ushers would ask them, could we, you okay? I don't know, they probably asked a few people out. We had one mother in the church, she didn't care. She the only one going, hallelujah. I've been in United Methodist churches where, where if you start doing things under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the preacher will even look at you funny. Is that sad? Is that sad? Because the Holy Spirit will never make us do evil, ugly things. That's the devil. The Holy Spirit always empowers us to do something that we didn't even know felt as good as it feels until we did it. See, when I was in a Methodist church and the pastor said, we finna go and, 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 and we finna let the Holy Spirit flow. And I want all of you, all of you to go to other churches, especially those who are Pentecostal and Baptist. This is what he told us. And find out about the Holy Spirit. And then I want you to come back here and we're going to teach the people how to respond in the church. Like is our heritage as African people. African people never been scared of spiritual stuff. Are you kidding me? We've never been afraid of spiritual things. Things we couldn't explain. We, we, we worship spiritual things. We were the first people to say there's one God. The first people to recognize that there were angels and signs in the stars and signs in the weather and God was alive and well and invisible at the same time we had that. And we're going to get it again because I'm going to tell you, when the Holy Spirit hits you, you'll never be the same. That's all I got to say. You'll never be the same. And I might wear fine clothes into a church when after I got the Holy Spirit. Everybody at St. Luke thought they were cute and fine anyway. And got the Holy Spirit. And what the preacher did was to make us understand what it looks like to have the Holy Spirit is that he sent for his friends because the fastest growing black United Methodist churches have always been in the South. So he would send for his friends from Ben Hill in Atlanta and, and Cascade in Atlanta. And, and Ben Hill's folk would come on a chartered airplane. They just had it like that. All educated and all like that. And he would bring the whole choir, bring the whole choir in, bring the preacher in. And I remember one time we sitting there, uh, had, you know, you got to go out. You, you can't stay... Oh, you, will, you will never grow if you don't go out. You got to see how other people are doing things. We didn't know it then, but what we know now is that Pastor Holmes said, if I can just show them what I want to happen in this church, if I can just make them believe that if Ben Hill, Atlanta can have thousands of people, educated people, sedated people, Upper the people. I'm going to bring them all up in here. Because Ben Hill has the Holy Ghost. And I can remember, I can remember one of the, one of the professors got up and he said, I'm over the math department at uh, Morehouse University. And he said, I, I want you to know that before this service is over, ha, hallelujah, Glory to God. Woo, Jesus. I got a doctorate degree. I'm professor at Morehouse College. 
glory. Hallelujah. The choir sang. People from Ben Hill started just shouting, running around, falling out. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And them St. John's suits had to come. I'm telling you, they didn't care. They did not care. And what we said is just what the pastor wanted to hear us say, and that is we want to be like them. We want what they have. And when we start acting, you know, the Holy Spirit is consistent. Anywhere you go and people are filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll see the same thing. You see waving your hands. You'll see the body moving because words can't totally express <laughs> about God. <laughs> your body got to express it sometime. You know what I mean? You got to shout. In the Bible, it says the people said, amen. That's biblical. And so when we start acting like that, and I went to pastor and I said, pastor, I don't know if I can do all of that. Because, you know, I wasn't brought up like that. And, uh, he said, I want y'all to open your mouth. You sit in the pulpit, about seven or eight preachers, sit in the pulpit, they will do what they see you do. I want you first to learn how to worship God under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And oh, Lord, when we started, it was about three or four hundred. When I left Texas, St. Luke, my home church, after Lubbock, Texas, had over 7,000 members, a Methodist church in Dallas, Texas, was one of the first mega churches, a United Methodist church. Do you hear what I'm saying? The preacher even went to the Baptist church and asked to be mentored by the pastor. You can't be so uppity that you are unteachable. You can't be so uppity that you think we have it going on. Because like in the word of God, they had 120. Oh, but when the Holy Ghost came, when the Holy Ghost came, the church was on fire. There's a story that a man used to pass by the church all the time and never went in. And the pastor would say, one day I'm going to get that man because he just keeps coming. He'll look in the door, but he won't come in. And he just leaves. He won't come into the sanctuary or nothing. He just act like the church doesn't even exist. And one day, the church, the church caught on fire. Not with the Holy Ghost fire. Uh, with fire. It, it, it was flames coming everywhere. And this same man was the first one. He ran up to the church. And the pastor drove up. And the pastor said, what you doing here? He said, oh, I could just hear. I could just hear the roaring of the flames. My God, I ran up here because it's the first time I ever saw the church on fire. The Holy Spirit is like a fire. It moves you. It moves you. Now, but to have that Holy Ghost power, you got to go to churches with it so you can get it. And then you bring it here. You bring it back home. We have to acknowledge that power. We have to activate that power. We have to desire that power. I can tell you, as I can never go back. Never, 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 ever. The Holy Spirit is a, is a gentleman. He's a gentleman. So if you don't want to activate or receive him, he's not going to work, work on you. He ain't going to. He's just a lie dormant. Because he's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself. You got to want him to come. You got to want The Holy Spirit will not force himself on us, but few of us know how to tap. Into that power, tap into that power. You can't tap into that power until you realize who God is and who you are not. That's what, that's what the church of God has to realize. But few of us know 
Oh, maybe nobody told you that it's already within you if you're a Christian. Did you, did you know you already had the Holy Spirit within you? Listen, when we tap into that power that's already in us, something new and refreshing and healing and energetic comes alive in our very being and you can't be still and you can't be quiet. You got to tell somebody because it's a miracle. Pentecost is a miracle. Listen, beloved, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to witness to the world. Read, you don't talk about Jesus to other people. It's because, well, if you have the Holy Spirit, you'll call his name anywhere. In the grocery store, at the beauty shop, at the nail shop. You'll call his name. If the, if the Spirit, if the Spirit says call his name, you're not ashamed. You're going to call his name. If the Holy Spirit gives us words to say. Uh, when our minds go blank, it's the Holy Spirit that makes us able to carry out Jesus' command to preach to all the nations and make disciples of all the nations. The Bible says it's not by our might. That's what we got to learn. It's not by our might. It's not by what we do. It's not by our annual conference. It's not by our general conference. It's not by anything other than the Holy Spirit. And those ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost too. However, if you don't know how to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit or, or we are hindering his work, we can't fulfill the commandment. We've been given to child of God. It's through the Holy Spirit to be able to love the unlovable. It's the Holy Spirit that makes us minister to the unwanted. It's the Holy Spirit that serves those who reject us and grow the kingdom of God on earth. The Bible says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Oh, oh, Holy Spirit, come today. Come. Have your way. Because, Lord, we are available you and it's never too late to activate the Holy Spirit that lives within a Christian and if you're not a Christian become a Christian if you haven't been baptized make sure you get baptized you can be sprinkled you can be dumped in the water however you want it And so our desire today, the songwriter says it, our desire today, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I just always want more because God is always more. <laughs> God's always more. I, I heard people say, I'm already blessed. Well, God has more. God gives us more every day. And the one thing I want and desire, I want more of the Holy Spirit. More. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, fall fresh on me. Lord, I pray that you anoint us as we yield our all to thee. For we know, we know that yokes are broken. We know that with the Holy Spirit, the captives are set free. Oh, Lord, so let it fall down. Let it fall down. Glory to God. Let it fall down. Fall down. Fall down. 
can even say it to you right now. Holy Spirit, fall. On me. More of you, less of me. We need the power. Of the Holy Spirit today. Oh, we Spirit, you know you on me. Some people just sit there, the tears flow. Oh, but something Lord, happens. Your, fit, your feet begin to move. Something happens. Oh God. To thee. In this day and time. For we know. We need some miracles that only the Holy Spirit can perform today. Miracles, Lord. We need we need your miracles. The government can't do it. Laws can't do it. We need your miracle to change the hearts of people today. So we need you to just calm it. Let it fall. Let it fall. More, 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 more. Become bigger and bigger and better and better in my life. Oh, oh. We need the power. Oh, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit in America today. We need the power. Of the Holy Spirit. We need the church filled with people who the Holy Spirit is so activated in that they can touch you. And in the name of Jesus, you'll be healed. Let it fall. They can pray so hard that someone who thought about killing somebody will stop immediately because prayer. Changes things. They so fill with their hallelujah, 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 hallelujah that people that are, uh, speaking other languages can understand. Holy Spirit. Oh, when you get in a room with people with the Holy Ghost. Send your power. <laughs> I was in Korea at a church, and I'm telling you, I was crying. Tears flowing. Party moving. I didn't understand the language, but I understood the Holy Spirit. He'll give you new tongues where anybody who comes in your presence will feel the love, will feel the caring will feel the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit within you and me. Oh, Lord, let it show. Let it show. Let it show. We need you now, Lord. It's your time. The Bible says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I think we've been grieving him so much that he's just tired of being ignored because the fact is he will never put up with being ignored. And he will do whatever it takes like he did the day of Pentecost to get our attention. He made drama happen. When? Fire! And when Jesus was baptized by John, he descended as a dove. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. 
Give the Lord a hand praise. On this Pentecost Sunday, we were also called to do communion because it happened on the first Sunday. As we take communion today, I invite you to remember the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit is a pass out. I pass a copy of those that we have for you before you leave the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, whence wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and the fear of God. See, that's why we don't want to change, because we don't fear God. God wants me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm going to do. Because I don't play with God like that. And you don't either. So I ask now that you get your communion symbols. And that those of you who may have may have a service of home communion. I want you to join me now. The peace of the Lord be always with you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him could have everlasting life. Let us pray together the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, everybody. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. We invite you now to spiritually unite with all the members Upper First United Methodist Church, and with all the saints of the church in heaven and on earth, and partake of the Lord's Supper that has been consecrated by me. According to the Gospel of Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took bread. He took bread, and he blessed it. Then he broke it, and he gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. Now open your communion packet. You will find in it symbol of the bread. This is the body of Christ, the bread of life, broken for you and for me. Let the church say amen. This is the blood of Jesus Christ, the cup of salvation. It was shed. For you and everybody say amen. And now let us pray. We thank you, oh God, that through your word and this holy communion, 
You have given us your son, who is the true bread from heaven and true food for eternal life. So strengthen us in your service that our daily living may show our thanks, that our daily living may show the anointing of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let the church and everybody say, Amen. You may want to give. We invite you to do that here at the church or on our website. P-A-C-O-I-M-A, Pacoima, U-M-F, Pacoima, F-U-M-C, Pacoima, F-U-M-C dot com. And you will see there a way to give. We thank those of you who have been faithful givers who are not even in California. I see you, Sister Strong. She was raised with me in Mount Vernon in Lubbock, Texas. She now lives in Dallas. And she sends every week. And so we bless those of you who are members of Pacoma First because you too have been faithful. Faithful in your giving. You give by mail or you give online. And if you want to be like me, I just, I have set up a PayPal account with the church where my tithe comes out automatically because I never want to not give to Jesus what he commands of us to give. We have a little, a little birthday party for the church after this, so we invite you to go to the back for a few refreshments, and we have these beautiful live flowers that we're going to take out, and we have some vases, some vases uh, that you can pick from and make your own bouquet. Take it home today. And remember the Holy Spirit of God. There are three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They all deserve the same attention the same reverence and the same honor. And so remember today the miracle that happened at Pentecost and know that that same miracle can happen to us this day. Let the church say,